welcome to the Lighter Side Show. I'm your host, Jamie Butler. I'm sitting here with Colleen Ziegler. We are in-house in Atlanta, Georgia at the Lighter Side Network studio. This is our first audio podcast. We're going to look at the world through the eyes of being a medium, connect with other people who are exploring the same kinds of phenomena and lifestyle as that. And today, our guest is the lovely Marianne Herringozo of Kamloops, <laughs> Canada. No, <laughs> that's going to be his first edit of Akashic Ranch up in Kamloops, Canada. Yay! You're here. We've arrived. And Lumineers, we love you wherever you are, however you're listening, whether it's our YouTube channel, whether you found us on Jamie Butler Medium, the Lighter Side Network. We're also going to be up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher soon, so stay tuned. Now, let's dive into the Akashic Ranch. What is it? How did you find it? Where did it come from? Marianne, guide us through this. Oh my goodness. Well, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, I don't know. I guess I, since I was young, I always I grew up growing up in Alberta. Um, you know, I was born in Australia and moved around the world and grew up in Alberta. I always kind of felt that I was drawn here. Always knew I would live in the interior somewhere, but I, at the time it was sort of a pipe dream. But anyway, about five years ago, um, I was looking for property for about four years long and uh, just nothing seemed to be coming up. I was looking something more in the way of, you know, for having the facility for horses and, and this sort of thing. At the time, the vision wasn't so clear, um, but something was driving me to find the right property. And it seemed like every property I tried to purchase would just fall through. Nothing would work. And <laughs> must have been at the last moment, yeah, very. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and at the last moment, my place sold and this came up on the market and I remember driving in the driveway at dawn and the sun was cresting over the vista and that was it. I knew this was my place. And so purchasing it, you know, really trying to feel out what, what am I going to do next in my life? And, um, honestly, I, I spent a year thinking about it and nothing transpired. And once I finally just sort of gave it to the universe and just said, I'll do the work, you show me what, uh, things just started to fall in place. I started having prophetic dreams, um, specific dreams of people's names, what to do, where to look. Uh, you know, the little crystal store on the property, that was part of the dream, the dream state, I guess. And I'd wake up in the morning with these doubts, but I just went for it. Like, I just went for it. Okay. Have you ever had that in any other part of your life where you had these dreams guiding you? Well, I've, I've always kind of had an affinity with the dreams. I know that the messages were coming through, but not like this, not in like, I would call it real time, you know, as the messages were coming, I would do something and the momentum just began and it was just, it was undeniable, you know? And so I spent a year um, building onto the property. I used to be in construction design. So I built a large riding arena. I, you know, I refashioned this old little cabin on the property renovated it, um, just, you know, really just set the place up. <laughs> Still not really knowing what I was doing, but in any case, I, um, the Akashic, you know, obviously came from the Akashic records, but I actually had a company named Akashic several years ago. So I just adopted that for the ranch name, not knowing that this was going to end up being a wellness facility. And um, initially it started out fairly slow in 2015 
and uh, that's recent. September was the time I decided, and we opened in May in 2015. Yeah, that's not and, slow, uh, Mary Ann. <laughs> that's not slow at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impatient. <laughs> really impatient, but. Um, yeah, and I just gathered all these wonderful, amazing items and crystals. I've always been drawn to crystals. And I just thought, you know, I had to really get myself out of the way and just, you know, let go of fear of judgment and just say, okay, if it doesn't work, I'll just sell everything and try something new. And so I just really gave it that, <clears throat> that real good go. And within the first season, like we were, we're only open seasonally between May and October. But it was, it was amazing how many people were coming. Um, even my brother had doubts. He said, you know, people aren't going to drive way up there, <laughs> but they're coming. And uh, it, was, it was wonderful. And the feedback of um, the feeling that, that individuals had on this land, the, you know, the, the healing, the people would just come up and just start crying. Um, they would spend hours here. And it was really, truly like I just kept having these messages where it just let them come and let them spend the time. And so over time, it morphed less from a little crystal store to more of the land itself. And uh, by year two, I mean, we had, you know, four to five workshops a month, really fast, really lots of running around for myself because I was really running it alone. What kind of workshops did you start with? Um, <clears throat> mostly group readings, meditations, um, book readings, uh, teachings of intuition, um, just and, and just sacred space where many of us could come together. Okay, so was this something that you were into beforehand? I mean, obviously, if you're naming your old I, company Akashic and your new one, so this is probably knowledge that you had floating around, but now you're saying your dreams are completely heightened. You started building something that you didn't know how to end means, and you picked the topic of spirituality and energy. So... Yeah. Um, yes, I've, I've always been into metaphysical sorts of things. Um, but I am, a, um, funny enough to say, I, I am a realist. I need proof. I'm, you know, I pick things apart to, <laughs> to the nth degree to make sure that it, it resonates with me. And I've taken lots of uh, different modalities, and I just basically picked what really spoke to me. And um, so, yes, I have been into this, but in a very quiet way, as many of us have been, I'm sure. Um, so to be able to come out and just be like, okay, blam, here I am. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, it was, it took a lot of courage. <laughs> that does take a lot, of courage. lot of courage. So even though you're mm -hmm. out, as you say you are now, but you said mm -hmm. your brother was even questioning, are people even going to drive that far? Like you're out there, literally. Yeah. How, where are you located? Mm -hmm. What is the, set the scene? What is this? Okay, so Kamloops, uh, British Columbia, it's sort of in the interior of British Columbia. Um, it's a, a large valley. They, call, they sort of call it Little California because it's quite hot and uh, lots of sagebrush and that sort of thing. But I actually, and I've always known Kamloops that way, um, but I've actually, I live uh, about a half an hour up a mountain, up Campbell Range area, right by uh, Campbell Lake. So it's the altitude, it's 3,500 feet up a mountain. So we're getting cooler temperatures, more, you know, greenery, um, just the, the entire atmosphere of this area in comparison to Kamloops itself is very, very different. Um, so yeah, so yeah, if you flew into Kamloops, let's say to the airport, it would take you about an hour and a half to get here hmm. by car. I thought you were closer than that. 
<laughs> Dear Colleen, she was, I thought you were closer than that. I don't know why I was under that impression. It's okay. It's all right. But that, that sure helps us with, because we're, we're currently buying flights right now. Yes. <laughs> to come see you. And we noticed what kind of a journey it really yeah. is from Atlanta. It's a journey. We're going to Atlanta, Toronto, Toronto, really? Calgary, mm-hmm. to a propeller plane, to Kamloops, and then an hour and a half car ride to get to you. And you know what, Lumineers? <laughs> it is worth every single leg. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not once have it's I been... It's going to be an adventure. Yeah. Not once have I said, you know, that's just too far. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about that propeller plane, but going to be fine. <laughs> oh, they're fun. <laughs> I like your attitude, Marianne. I do. That's what I'm going to say before I step on it. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Yes. So you are out there. You have huge mountains. Uh, you've described the environment. You've built a horse sanctuary, pretty much, up on this mountain. Uh, I liked how you mentioned before that you saw the sunrise come up the first day and said that was the property. You experience how everything is, but there's something else that I've heard you talk about on your property. You said you were very much into crystals, and I I happen to know your story a little bit, and you have found some crystals on your property, <laughs> and that you have a water source that's quite unique compared to other people's water source. I want to know yes. more. Yes. I first started getting, a, over the course of... Um, I would say readings that I've received over the last nine years, this what's happening now was predicted, but of course at the time I didn't, I couldn't put the pieces together. So now that I'm here and I'm living it, I'm, I'm in it. I've learned more of the history of why I'm here. Um, what's to transpire here. And in the interim, I started, uh, getting messages from all sorts of people talking about the ley line that runs through here, talking about the energy sources, um, the healing sources. And with yourself, we had a reading in 2015. Yep. What's a ley line? It's, uh, <laughs> it's like oh. the energy centers, uh, 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 lines that connect energy centers over the earth, over the globe. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yes, we had a reading in 2015, and you also picked up on uh, these details, and one of which was the fact that there is a um, a healing uh, space on this property, one of eight. Um, Big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard some pretty remarkable things about this. Is it one, of, when you say one of eight, is it one of eight on the property, or one of eight in its area? Yes, one of eight on the property. Um, one, uh, according to my reading with Jamie, one large one, uh, three, um, one large one, three medium ones, and four small ones. Wow. That's something else. We're going to yeah, take a large? guided tour yeah. through your property, and we're going to point all these out and I'm, see how it is. I'm curious, Jamie. Oh, that'd be wonderful. How, have you done readings for other land, you know, acreage before, and have you ever seen anything like you see with Marianne's property? I have done readings on other people's land, mostly for kind of the history of it. But the history of your land is, it's not like people have been living on it. This Mm -hmm. is like original Gaia loving vortex healing energy. And no, I have not seen that before. 
So I am thrilled. <laughs> I can't wait to go. <laughs> well, what was really interesting is you're reading in 2015, you actually physically mapped out on the property where that, uh, vor the, the main vortex is, and which I already knew. And it is connected to a body of water. Um, and in this area, we have many lakes. We have Campbell Lake, Scudo Lake, Curry Lake, and they're all your, your average lakes, acidic lakes. But this particular one on the property, which is quite a large lake, is alkaline. And um, we all know alkalinity heals, for one thing. But as far as it was described to me, was there is a water source coming from the land and um, filtering through this vortex, which is powered by... I'm trying to paint this picture in your mind, but powered by a type of crystalline object under the ground. And so this water that's running through there is what's feeding the lake on the property. And even the color of your water is different. Right? Yeah. Is that from a, yeah. a limestone bed or? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I've heard many different things about what it is exactly that's underground. Um, mostly a type of crystalline uh, object, which is quite large. Um, I don't even know, maybe 300 feet in diameter. And, and above that, there's other bits and pieces of different crystalline objects. So uh, what I was told by several different intuitive readings and yourself um, is that part of what's down there is from Earth and part of what's down there was brought or arrived. And so this combination is what's creating this vortex. And fingers crossed soon throughout yeah. the years, we'll be able to see its surface. And you found some of these crystals on your property, right? Yes. Um, when I started hearing all this, I started taking uh, more walks down there. I mean, I always walk the property, but, um, and particularly finding this collection of stones that really shouldn't be together in the same place. Like I'm finding uh, garnet and lapidolite and pyridol, olivine, um, uh, agate, quartzite, um, lava rock. <laughs> and there's one particular stone. Well, there's many that they're just incredible stones. And there's one particular stone, which is a funny story because it's a large, large black stone, sort of porous looking and that was my meditation stone. So I'd go down there, I'd sit, I'd meditate, and it just felt so good. And later on, um, I actually got myself an EMF device, an electromagnetic frequency device. And walking around the area, it was picking up things, but that stone, it just went off the charts, like with the electromagnetic properties of the stone. And that particular rock, there's bits and pieces of it around. And this is the one that's um, very black, very porous, and it's just riddled with these little tiny green crystals in it. Uh, and so anyway, <laughs> what I ended up doing was having um, a couple of geologists to test my rocks, to see my rocks. And I've also found fossils of um, leaves and trees that don't actually exist on this property. Like we have aspen trees, but the leaves that I'm finding are very large, elongated leaves in these fossils. So there's so much history down there. And so cool. <laughs> Sorry to keep rattling. <laughs> no, we love it. We love it. <laughs> these geologists had a look at the rocks and basically kind of gave me a look like, okay, th these are not supposed to be together. There's no way these were grown together. There's no way, you know, that these should be together. And immediately they, they noticed the magnetic properties of the stones too. 
um, two, two different ones in particular. They gave me readings on the stones and what they are. And um, it's even gone as far as to say that whatever possibly landed here in the past, whether it was a meteor or whatever it was, actually carved that valley where the little lake is. And so the two mounds, the two hills on either side, one of which I live on, um, was created by this object that, that hit the earth in that one particular spot where the vortex is. And it's quite soft ground. <laughs> and each spring with the, um, the rains and the melting snow, it just gets softer and softer. So I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect. I've been told it's going to surface on its own time. And um, I have no, I have no uh, plans of digging it up or anything by any means. It's, it's just such a healing space that I, I, it needs to be utilized. Oh, I love that you're protecting the land. And I hear you're allowing people to come and camp, bring in even RVs. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Um, at this point, I don't have uh, spaces for people to stay, but um, we have plenty of room for RVs and tenting and, and whatnot. So when we have weekend excursions or weekend workshops, lots of people will stay overnight. Uh, and just to be able to take in the property, walk it in the early morning, you know, th there's just some real special moments on this property. I, I wanted to go back how you mentioned that whatever came here before, and you mentioned the word meteorite, that there are also other kinds of phenomena you're experiencing on the land that might suggest that indeed yes. it did come from something above us <laughs> rather than the past. Yes. And uh, you've been experiencing these bright lights, this um, glowing phenomena, should we say? Could you explain mm -hmm. the first time that you saw that, maybe what you thought it was? Uh, well, yeah, oh my goodness. Um, well, the first person to see anything on the property was actually my father. And uh, once I moved here to the ranch, it's a 100-acre ranch, and my parents ended up joining me. So he's so funny because he kept seeing these huge orange orbs and they would float just above the surface of the ground. And he would get up in the middle of the night without even, he would just wake up out of bed, walk to the window and watch it. And he said it would just chew off and disappear. And he was so nonchalant about it. You know, I mean, this is a man, this is a, a very old school European man <laughs> that you would assume would be like, you know, there's no way, but he was, he was convinced. He says, Oh yeah, he says, there's a space station over there. That's what he would tell me. So, I mean, I couldn't argue it. I couldn't, I didn't see it for myself. And I, I don't ever, you know, kibosh anyone else's experiences. So I would just keep listening to them. My mother also witnessed something similar. But it was one, um, one night, about 7 p.m. in January of 2016, I was in my living room and I often keep the lights quite dim. I was watching TV. I have a large window that um, looks out onto the property, sort of north, uh, east, of the section of the property and all of a sudden like this this light came on and um it's really hard to describe because of the of the the, the size of it it was this massive massive blue white holographic dome that spanned about 200 acres and it wasn't like a central light source that lit up or or like a light from a helicopter that lit the ground it was literally a physical dome so I can only equate it to a holographic image wow. and it was massive it was massive I've got a little drawing like a rendition of it I don't know if you can see that there but that's what it looked like to me that's incredible 
So it, it came on, but it wasn't just like a split second. It was on for moments, uh, long enough for me to run to the window <laughs> and my mouth was dropping open and I was watching this thing zapping on almost as if it were a welder's arc. You know, the light was just, and it was white blue light and this silver line on this, on this dome. And then it went out. And I have to tell you, like I do, um, I do hear voices, things like that. And I heard this androgynous voice, this male, female voice, like deep in my head that said to get used to it. Cause I'll see more of it. And then all of a sudden it <laughs> blam, came right back on. <laughs> It came right back on and I'm fumbling for my phone to try to videotape it or something, but it was just flashing. It was, it was so shocking. I don't think I breathed the entire time. And then it finally went out and it was just the most amazing experience. And I have to tell you that it was confirmed by my neighbor. Um, he came over one day. He's very much a, a very nature lover and he likes to put game cameras on up to, to view the wildlife. And so we were speaking one day because I was telling him about a, a bear's den that I found. So we're standing, you know, on the property and out of the blue, he says to me, did you happen to see a blue light in January? <laughs> so did you happen to see that dome? <laughs> I was both shocked and so excited at the same time. And I said, oh my gosh, you saw it from your property too. And he said, no, he said I was driving home from work. It was about just a little after seven and he was way at the bottom of the hill. And he said, looking up to our mountain, he saw a beam of light come down and he described the same color, everything. And it was, we realized it was the same day. So mm -hmm. I actually had someone confirm this phenomenon that I saw. Wow. I'm, I'm curious about the phenomena and, and yourself. Like, how do you feel when you see it? Is it something that you feel very neutral? Is it something that you feel electrified? Is it something you're scared of? How do you feel about it? There's definitely no fear. Um, I just feel so expansive, mm -hmm. like just huge expansive, that like there's all, unlimited possibility. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And um, excitement, of course. <laughs> yes, like awe. You hear so many stories of people who've had this interaction with lights, beings, multidimensional beings, whatever listeners you feel this is and they feel paralyzed, and they feel impeded on, they don't feel safe, and there's a type of anxiety that builds up in them. But I'll say, every time that Marianne has given me permission to remotely view her property, I have only felt absolute healing. And so for you to link that to what it felt like to see that blue dome come over your property, which I can't even wrap my head around, and I've seen some pretty crazy things in my lifetime, but I haven't seen anything like that before. <laughs> For it to be healing and expansive and awakening, I'm, I'm betting that once people get to know what your property really can do, I feel like you'll have a line, kind of like in the movie. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm picturing, like a, the, a pilgrimage. If you, yes, <laughs> if you build it, they will come, you know, <laughs> and they're just waiting. Like a pilgrimage to Akashic, Akashic Ranch. Ranch. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I personally, I, I hope to help you with that and document it and share how it feels to even be there and talk about it. Did, have you ever gotten any Absolutely. kind of recordings or photographs or anything of the phenomena? I got, um, well, two photographs, I guess I can say. One was um, uh, some lights in the sky that I saw. I'll show you here so you can kind of see, but I don't know if you'll be able to see the little tiny lights there. 
Now I'm going to try to get it close enough so you can see the little lights in the photo itself. <gasps> oh my God. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, you can. Yeah, there was two. Kind of oh, they're on the side yeah. here. And then. Oh, I see each. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That okay, photograph I'm looks like go, a painting. Yeah, I'm going to go as far as to say ship, but each ship has two lights on it. So you yeah. could see that there are three ships to the left side of this photograph. Mm. And in the center, there are probably four. So yeah, four. And then there's one, one big one right there. I don't know if you can see that one, the closer one. Oh, yes. Then there's two lights right there. One, two. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's the cigar-like, the oblong ships that people have been documenting recently. Well, for a long time. I'm curious. Has, has anyone given you any indication of where these are coming from? Well, it's funny you say that because just yesterday, uh, a lady friend of mine who's an intuitive that I've never, ever had a reading from, and she didn't know about any of this. Like she's been coming, she's part of a drumming group and she comes and does meditations and such on the property. But I, I knew she was a medium, but I'd never had a reading from her. So we were getting together to discuss the workshop and we decided to do a reading. And again, she didn't know any of this information and she uh, visualizes everything. So um, what she had told me in respect to the question you just asked, um, that otherworldly beings are coming down to work with the energy of the vortex, that it's, that it's that sort of energy, and that's what's drawing them in. So it wasn't created by any of them, but it's attracting them. Yes, and something about, yeah. I think it might, I think they might have some play in the creation of it. Of, of, I'm, I'm just curious where this original, and I know our listeners are going to be thinking this too, like, because they have, they research this stuff and they know mm -hmm. all the names of all these different Entities places. And and, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And I lost my train of thought. And you wanted to know if anybody had connected the source, what kind of multidimensional beings well, yeah, that are original, coming down. The original meteorite, where that was actually coming from, because that could have come from their place and that's why they are now attracted oh, to your be. to your place well one thing i do know and and sorry to uh, readdress one of jamie's readings as well is this um this vortex space it isn't it isn't so much just uh galactics that are interested in it it is a spot where um now i've, I've been told this by several people but it's a spot where interdimensional beings find it easy to come through hmm. and so every kind of elemental every kind of you know um, otherworldly beings, uh, you know, sort of an area where dimensions meet, I guess. Um, so it's a little bit of all that. That's a vortex for you. It is. Have other people come onto your property and have interactions like this? Yes, I had um, uh, a young man that was working on the property. Actually, he was volunteering on the property. And one evening, we got to be really good friends. So one evening he was leaving and driving out the driveway and what he witnessed was um, a large rectangle of light right in the middle of the driveway. And so he stopped his car because he was thinking, okay, what is that? You know, he thought maybe it was a reflection off a road sign across the road, but there isn't one there. Then he thought maybe I have a little tree with some twinkly lights on it. He thought maybe it's the tree. And he's, but he said it was a solid rectangle of light. He got out of his car and it was like a doorway, he said. Mm. And just as he was getting closer, it disappeared. So that was one other person that uh, told me something that I hadn't seen before. Um, another one uh, was another friend of mine who witnessed, and I think we discussed this too, Jamie, before, um, the image of a, a young woman, a dark-haired native girl, 
and she seems to be popping around this property quite a lot. <laughs> yes. Oh, and so he actually saw her. He did. Yeah, and he heard her laughing, he said. Yeah. It's such yeah. a positive place. How do you live on land that is that alive? Like, how are you doing? It's <laughs> so funny. You know, honestly, I sometimes feel like I just live in a fog all day because it's almost like messages and signs are coming at me from everywhere. Just the other day, I saw a white hawk and I've never seen one in my life and I didn't know they existed. Um, you know, the animals in the area behave differently. Um, you know, there just seems to be this connection. One, one day, for instance, I went down to the vortex and a coyote was following myself and my little dog, Gypsy. And this deer came out of nowhere and attacked the coyote and sat in the grass over the hill watching us, like protecting us. And it, I, it sounds almost impossible that that would have happened, but it did happen. So it almost seems like the animal life is, is part of all this, you know? Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I can't help but wonder how you feel when you go other places. Like, it seems oh, like you're living in such a high vibration mm. That I'm real curious when you go other places, and I'm just going to throw things out there like a large city, for like instance. Like Atlanta. Are you sensitive to the energy there, and does it bring you down? You know, I, I do definitely feel the huge difference, but I have this, uh, I've kind of formulated this way of shutting it down. Um, and I can go, I, I find it easy to go within myself, too. Uh, so it doesn't affect me. I when it comes to the point that I need to get out, I will get out, you know, and it's pretty easy to rejuvenate oneself when you come up on this mountain and <laughs> sort of does it for you. <laughs> Pulls you back up. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share with our listeners um, a technique you might have? Because we have so many people that are so sensitive to energy. And I can imagine with you living where you do, that that's a vibration that you get used to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would just say, you know, it, it, one person could say, well, this is how you fix it, or this is how you block it, or this is how you deal with it. But I honestly would say, you know, feel it, absorb it, um, you know, live the emotion, live that, that message or that feeling that you're getting, and then just let it go. And it's so much easier to accept uh, high vibration, ex accept healing um, without allowing that emotional self in the way of that and i think if you practice that enough it's it just becomes easier and easier so where do you see your akashic ranch going do you have your vision now <laughs> yes <laughs> although the vision was given to me by spirit so really i'm just a passenger on a train <laughs> and uh <laughs> sometimes i don't know if i want to be the main character of but um yeah, it's uh, knowing that I was sort of a vessel that this thing was happening through. Um, <clears throat> I have heard many, uh, much information as well from you as well, Jamie, in 2017. Um, you confirmed all that. Uh, so down the road, from what I gather that spirit wants, is it's going to be a healing space for sure. And a place where there's going to be a healing center of sorts possibly different healing modalities and and having specific theme like like cancer only weekends or um you know that sort of thing really specific 
uh, healing type modalities. And I know that I've been told for years that there will be cabins built almost in a communal setting where we utilize the land, we work together. Every, every part of every aspect of that, being on the land. Um, you were talking to me about earthing and rewilding. All of that has so much to do with the healing itself. And, um, and then on top of it, put this massive healing vortex, which to me was described where you don't actually need to learn anything or do anything to receive the healing. It literally just reconfigures your entire cellular structure, just being near it and allowing your body to absorb it. So I think that's sort of where it's going. And in the process, um, following faith and everything else, I actually ended up purchasing another 150 acres to the ranch. Uh, to increase the size of <laughs> the possibility of the future. <laughs> so now you have 250 acres? Is that uh, correct? Yeah. Am I adding about, that right? mm -hmm. Okay. That's amazing. Marianne, I want you to share with our listeners and Jamie, because she hasn't heard the story yet. Um, so two days ago, I received an email from you and you told me about a reading you had with Jamie in 2015 that, Mm -hmm. Could you share that with us? <laughs> sure. That kind yeah, of made a, a prediction of sorts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because um, early in the year last year, I had another friend of mine uh, give me a reading. She's on the island and she was just doing it by phone and she hadn't ever been here herself. And she was telling me about these two women that were coming. And in that span of time, all these different things would be happening. Uh, the increased size of the property, um, interest in the potential filming of a movie here, all these really specific things. And, and then talking about um, uh, interviews or like filmed interviews and that sort of thing. So at the time I'm thinking, wow, that'll be just amazing. You know, I, I don't even know what she's talking about, but it sounds great. And then a little way down the road, another intuitive from Vancouver, also spoke of these two women coming and how they would spread spread the word spread the and their enthusiasm really specifically speaking about their enthusiasm so then i have this reading from you jamie in 2017 and you're talking about these two women so i'm like okay these two women are coming and they're going to and it was so funny because one of the descriptions you gave me was one of the ladies was a little more, was fair-haired and a little more floaty and the other one was a darker-haired woman who kind of had everything in order and did all the <laughs> okay and just just to be clear marianne because i think you said it was 2017 but this was actually in 2015 right so this was before i worked with jamie yes this is before colleen was ever with us well i, was, I would have been isn't that crazy i mean i'm just getting chills not going to the ranch with you right you know no, i mean you that would have been in that position no so that the the fact that you gave her that reading <laughs> and made that I'm calling it a prediction is yes is so funny it's so funny I, I think well, I was the fair-haired loose-looking one <laughs> well what I think is so funny is that I listened to that um that recording just a few days ago and that's when it hit me I thought oh my god like we were literally discussing this future tense of ourselves you know I mean it just was mind blowing. That I read your email and I was like, I never thought I would have been told that. You know, it's just one of those life moments where you're like, whoa, I never thought that was going to happen. That, yeah. you know, spirit would have been predicting I was going to be at a ranch in Canada in May of 2018. You know, I mean, and that I was one of two women coming. <laughs> this is a moment in time to yes. mark on a calendar in a way. Yes.
So I was, I was very entertained by it for sure. That's that's well, and it is all coming together just, just like it was predicted. You know, um, what transpired, how it's going to go, with yourselves coming. Uh, there is interest in filming a movie here as well. So everything, and I purchased the property, so everything came together. And honestly, this whole thing is so spirit driven. It's almost like you know the train's going pretty fast, and I'm just trying to keep up myself. <laughs> And um, before we close up here, I'd like to remind our listeners that on the Akashic Ranch, you actually have the crystal shop, the Crystals and Curiosities Cabin, that is open for business, mm-hmm. right? You are open for business from May until November, correct? That's your season? Mm-hmm. And you are running program. They can head to your website at akashicranch.com. And if you Lumineers are listening to this and you're like, I need to talk to this woman. I need to know more about this phenomena. I need to know if I can be there, help out, whatever it is. You can reach her at akashicranch at gmail.com. We'll have all these links up underneath here at the, what do we call that? Underneath the post. We'll have all these links underneath our post here. Uh, But you can check her out on Facebook under the Crystals and Curiosities Cabin. So please do like and follow. That helps us build our community. I feel like this could be a whole series, like oh, the series of the Akashic Ranch. Yeah, because then we're going to have our video show up there. It's, we're going to film yeah. while we're there. It's just as exciting. Yep. So thank you so oh, much for being here, thank for waking you, up early, for getting everything ready. This is oh, thank you for having me. Yes, you're our first oh, audio oh, podcast. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Sweet. Have a wonderful day, Lumineers. Remember, it's not woo-woo. It's true-true.